You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Grant Napier on Listen Up, and it is an open form Wednesday, so you can... Hit that hand icon. You can come on and uh, we can talk about uh, whatever you would like. Obviously, uh, the last uh, 24 hours or so have been uh, very difficult uh, in terms of talking about sports. And that's why I had such an abbreviated show yesterday. But sports did go on with baseball and the uh, NBA game last night with uh, the uh, Dallas Mavericks uh, forcing a game five. Uh, I did watch uh, hockey last night. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I'm a big Rangers fan. I didn't have the same sense of excitement and enjoyment as I normally do. Uh, I watched it because, yeah, I'm a fan. Yes, I love hockey. I also watched it because I just wanted to deviate my mind uh, from what I had watched earlier. So, yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's what life uh, does. You mourn, you pray, you sympathize, and you know, people go on with their lives, but it doesn't mean as you're going on with your lives that you're not compassionate, uh, you're not sympathetic, and you're not thinking about a lot of people elsewhere than in your own house and in your own neck of the woods. So that was me on uh, yesterday and really even for, you know, a great deal today. So uh, the forum is yours. It is an open forum Wednesday. You can come on. You can talk about uh, whatever you want. Uh, I think that most of us have watched Steve Kerr's impassionate plea uh, before the game last night. Uh, I watched an excerpt from Christopher Mad Dog Russo and Stephen A. Smith on ESPN's first take today. Uh, I think there are a lot of uh, people that have a public forum that have come out and uh, spoken up about enough is enough. and. Something needs to be done uh, about these mass shootings in our country. So I, I did spend quite a bit of time today in listening and reading uh, a lot of different people's takes. And it seems to me uh, to be, be pretty uniform. Uh, and this isn't political. It's, it's just about enough is enough. You know, I think most people have come to that conclusion. And I think maybe, I think just maybe, and I'm going to say the word maybe again, that we finally reached a tipping point yesterday where truly enough is enough. And so I guess time will tell. I guess time will tell 
on what happens next. But uh, this being an open forum Wednesday, we can go anywhere you want. I did not watch one second of basketball last night. I watched, as I said, the Rangers game. I watched the first period and a half of Edmonton and Calgary uh, before I went to bed. I'm on the Eastern time zone. So, you know, if you're going to stay up and watch, you know, a hockey game, you're staying up to almost midnight. So that's part of back on the East Coast. When I'm on the West Coast, yeah, I would have watched every single second uh, of those games like I always try to do. But uh, again, uh, I'm happy that you are listening here on Listen App. You can uh, hit your hand icon. You can raise your hand uh, and you can do this. I saw the Raiders worked out Colin Kaepernick today and it seemed to be like the biggest news in the world of sports, which I don't quite understand. To me, it's not news until he is on an NFL roster. You know, at that point, I think it's big news. I think the fact that he's working out for the Raiders personally, I don't really see that as news that needs to be like the headline on every sports website that I looked at today. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I really don't. I think it's a huge deal if he signs with the Raiders, but he's having a workout with the Raiders. I'm sorry. I don't think that's front page news. I really don't. All right, let's get to us some phone calls. We'll get the show rolling here on this open forum Wednesday. And we say hello to Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Grant. Um, hey, Jeff. It's been a tough, tough 24 hours, huh? Sure has. So anyways, I had a couple of things and relating to the subject you're just talking about with the kids, you know, and you've always talked about social media and how, you know, you know, it's, it's just horrible sometimes and this and that. Well, most of these crazies that do this stuff, post stuff on social media, they brag about what they have or what they're going to do, or even right before they're going to do, uh, these shootings and you know and i'm just with all these algorithms and all this stuff i mean i mean you get banned you get put in facebook jail for saying the wrong thing i mean why can't these social media companies contact some kind of uh, authority when something happens all of a sudden or red flag uh these situations or call the local uh, the law enforcement fbi somebody to alert them that some nut job's about to do something. I don't have the answer to that. Uh, you know, it's not an area of my expertise. Uh, common sense would say that would be a great way of doing it. I believe that at times those uh, phone calls uh, and alerts have been made, but obviously uh, they are few and far between based on the fact that after these tragedies, we hear and read about social media posts that should have been a red flag. And for whatever reason they weren't. So, um, I, I, you know, it's hard for me to speak on that. Yeah. Right. Well, the other thing I have is in your experience as a broadcaster or even time with the NBA, have you ever experienced or seen these playoffs where there's so many blowouts or the stars are sitting in the fourth quarter and, I mean, no, I mean, it's it's ridiculous this year. It's awful. The, the playoffs have been terrible this year. And if this continues to the next round, not that this round is over, but, you know, if this continues 
through the NBA Finals, I think the league needs to strongly look at the way their game is being played and try to figure out how to fix it. Because I think that the league is uh, lost right now in terms of the way the game is played. And I really mean that. So, uh, you know, you, you bring up a very good point. Well, after Kerr's speech last night, I just think the Warriors were disinterested in playing. And I can't blame them, but I don't know, you know, but whatever. I would agree with that. You know, I, but... I would agree with that. I also think at this level, when you get to the final four teams in basketball, right. generally speaking, you're not going to win four straight games against a team of this caliber at this point in the season. So I think that's part of it as well. But I do, I think you make a good point about Steve Kerr's speech before the game. And, you know, if you're in that locker room, I don't see how that could not have a profound impact on you. And I think it's fair to say that most people, regardless of whether you're a basketball player or whether you are in some other occupation or whether you're a student, or how about this, just a human being with compassion. I don't see how, anyone could have gone through the afternoon and the evening and not have that impact them in some way, shape or form. So yes, I, I think that's part of it as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Curry was saying that he takes his kids to school when he's, you know, back in the Bay area and that really shook him up. So I, yeah, but you I know what? We that. all, we all take our kids to school. I mean, and not, not to, not to single out Steph Curry. Cause I, I, to me, he's a role model and he's what's right about professional sports right. and he's what's right. Uh, about the NBA, but there are, there are, you know, millions of people every morning that drop off their sons and daughters to school. It's not just our prized athletes. I'm not going to put Steph Curry on a pedestal, you know, because he takes his kids to school. He's no different than your next door neighbor and my next door neighbor that do the exact same thing. So the point is, I'm not trying to, I'm I'm not trying to point out, well, gee, he's a big time celebrity and he takes his kids to school. The reality is millions of of moms and dads and aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas and brothers and sisters help taking their loved ones to school every single day. Well, I only said that because he probably didn't feel like playing. His heart wasn't in the whole game. Well, I don't know whose heart could have been in the whole game. And that includes the Dallas Mavericks who, you know, are based in Texas. And again, I don't think you're a human being uh, if if you weren't thinking about that. Now, I, I will go back and talk about my personal experience of being around Vladi Divac when the war was going on back in his homeland. And Vladi will tell you, and I always thought it was one of the best stretches of basketball that Vladi had ever played. And you would watch Vladi walk into the locker room and he looked like he had not slept at all. And uh, he would get in in the shower, wake up, and he would say afterwards that it was his sanctuary for two and a half hours where he didn't think about what was going on back home. Right. I don't know if that's the same for the athletes that participated right. in sporting events last night, but I'm sure there is some truth to that. Right. I sure enjoyed your story about Lottie that you told about going back to his homeland and, and the train and all that. That was pretty awesome. Real awesome. But the, Well, thank you. The last thing I, I uh, wanted to say is I sent you a message during the game. I don't know if you've seen the highlights but there was a leak in the roof and it delayed the second half. And it just brought my, my memory back to Greg Lucanville going up in the rafters. I think there was a fire. Was it there? The, or... No, there, there was a leak from uh, oh, torrential rains. Was there, there was a leak? leak. Yeah, yeah there was water coming down onto the court. 
Yeah. So they showed they showed Mark Cuban sitting there just on his phone, and I'm sitting there. You know, Greg Lukabel, or or whoever, somebody I don't know, is he still around? It was Greg Lukabel. Is he yeah. is he still alive? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah, I had him on my pod. I had him on my podcast within the last year. We yeah. talked. It was great. So I imagine him watching the game and saying, "Get off your ass, Cuban, and get up there and stop that leak." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one. All right. If you want to get in on the uh, program, uh, open forum Wednesday, we can go in any direction you want. Again, I, I don't see how any player playing in that game last night, and I'm going to just talk about the game in Dallas last night. There were many other sporting events played, could have been completely focused on what they were doing. I I don't think you're human if that's the case. All right. I mean, I, I just, I don't see how you could do it. I will tell you, I was very, very disappointed in the decision by the New York Rangers in Madison Square Garden not to have a moment of silence before the national anthem. I thought that was really uh, just unacceptable. I, I thought that was a mistake. Uh, I think that we're all grieving. We're all, uh, I think I say we're all sympathetic and our hearts go out to those that went through that tragedy yesterday in Texas. And I, I just, I, I was bothered by it. Um, I, I just, first of all, I was shocked that there would not be some recognition and at least where you could have, you know, 18,000 people just kind of praying, bowing their heads and having 30 seconds or whatever to have your own thoughts in a quiet venue before the national anthem. I didn't understand that. And I, I don't know if they had a, uh, I know they didn't have a moment of silence in Edmonton. I get that. It's Canada. Not that the Canadians aren't sympathetic to what happened in Texas, but at, at least I understand that. Uh, and, and does that make everything better? No, it doesn't make everything better. Does it make anything better? No, it really doesn't make anything better. It's just, um, it would have been a real good look. It would have been the, the right thing to do. And to me, by not doing it, it almost seemed like, well, we're in New York and we don't care. You know, I didn't like that at all. Uh, I thought it was very poor, a very poor decision on whomever makes that decision at Madison Square Garden uh, and the New York Rangers. All right, again, if you want to come on the uh, program today, uh, we can do that. I did have a couple of people uh, reach out about not posting the show yesterday. I did not post the show yesterday because it was only a, a 12 or 13 minute show uh, due to the circumstances. And, you know, I, I didn't really see a reason to post it. I didn't say anything. There was nothing said on the show that you weren't thinking, that you didn't feel that you needed to hear what I had to say. You know, you didn't need to hear what I had to say yesterday. There was nothing that I said yesterday that you needed to hear again. All right. I said the same thing that you would have said. I, I felt the same thing that you were feeling. 
And there was no reason for me to post the show so you could hear what I had to say. I'm no different than you, okay? Uh, you know, you're, you, we're, we're all, if we're humans and we have feelings, then I think we all share our disgust, outrage, sadness, uh, empathy, sympathy. I mean, I think we all had the same range of emotions yesterday. And that's why I did not do the show very long yesterday. I did the show to give those that wanted to call in an opportunity to call in and speak. Uh, we did have a couple of calls. And at the end of the calls, and we had, I asked if anybody else wanted to speak. And I waited a minute and nobody wanted to. So I ended the show. And I just, there was no reason for me uh, to post the show. But again, if you want to come on uh, the program today, uh, I certainly welcome you. And with that said, we get to uh, Ryan on Listen App. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Grant. How are you doing today? Okay, Ryan. Hey, um, I you. wanted to thank you for what you did yesterday. Uh, you know, it, it took a little bit of processing. I talked to some of my friends. I have a seven-year-old. He has autism. And he's fairly high-functioning. But we knew I didn't want him to hear about the tragedy from his teacher, from schoolmates, anybody else. And I knew we needed to have a discussion about it. And so, you know, we talked and I actually shared this on Rome's show today. Um, I, I sat him down and I said, hey, you know, if this situation was to happen in your classroom, what would you do? I wouldn't be scared was his response. And I said, well, why wouldn't you be scared? Oh, well, I can just hit reset, just like on my video games, and I'll have another life. And it, it was one wow. of the hardest conversations that I've ever had to, you know, partake with him in. And, uh, you know, this morning, he did not want to go to school. And quite frankly, I can't blame him. And quite frankly, I didn't want to send him to school because of what happened. And, you know, we, we talk about it, more information is going to come out, but the victims, it, it's just it, one, it's children. It doesn't matter if you're a child or you're an adult, it's a life. But children, you know, having their lives taken, they're so freaking innocent. And then you even look at the survivors grant and the survivors, they're going to be just as affected the rest of their life. It, you know, and it, it's just, I, I was yes, talking again with some friends and, you know, I, 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 I just don't see a good answer to this and how this stops. No, uh, I don't either. And it's, you know, the, the young children, but think about the people that work in these schools, the teachers and the teacher that, you know, lost her life trying to protect her students in that classroom. And this is school we're talking about. Think about that. We're talking about school. We're talking about a place of education, a place of learning. And in America, in this country now, when we put our sons and daughters and our loved ones on school buses or drop them off in front of the school and teachers get up in the morning and prepare themselves to go through their day. And, you know, who, you know, they're, they're thinking about things that they should not have to think about in preparing for their job. And so, uh, I'm really, I think I say this for everyone. I don't have, I don't have the answer. I don't have the solution. So I'm going to, first of all, say that. 
I, I don't have a solution to what could stop these senseless tragedies. I, I don't. But I think I also speak for the vast majority of people in this country. We must try something differently. All right. We must try something because what we have done in the past is not working. I saw somebody on social media today. I think it was Joe Klein. Uh, Joe was a former Sacramento King and someone that I've gotten to know very well. And I have the utmost respect for Joe. And he made a very good point. He said, you know, after 9-11, we were able to protect our planes, right? In other words, we figured out a way to prevent people from being able to enter the cockpit, okay? And he made a couple of other examples of what we have been able to do to prevent a tragedy of that magnitude from happening again. But we're yet not able to protect our students and people that work in schools. How sad is that in America that we, first of all, we even have to worry about that problem. But the fact is that it's been almost 10 years now since Sandy Hook, maybe it has been 10 years, and we haven't made any progress at all in terms of protecting students and teachers at schools. How is that? How is it that we could go 10 years and we've had senseless shootings in schools, and yet we still have not found a way to prevent it? I, it just doesn't, doesn't add up to me. It just doesn't add up to me. Well, Grant, the reason is is because the majority of these incidents involve firearms. And it's a political logjam, and this is not a political show. I'm no means trying to get into that. But, you know, it, it's, I don't know what you do. I mean, you can lock a cockpit, right? And make sure that you change TSA because you go through security, but you look at the gentleman, and, you know, that's another thing that pisses me off when people, you know, glorify these guys or say their name. Like, that's exactly what they want. You don't do that. But they're going through side doors. So you, you can put up metal detectors at schools, but that, that doesn't change the fact. I mean, if you're an 18-year-old going through an elementary school, don't you think that's a flag right there? Um, so I, I, I don't know what the answer is. And it's really scary. And, like, it, I, I don't want, and unfortunately, in the back of my head, I'm thinking – could this be the last time I see my son? So we have our routine. It's have a great day. I love you. I'm going to miss you. I'll see you at 245 when we pick him up. And like, that's our thing. But it, it's sad that I even have to have that thought in the back of my head. And other parents. Too. It's terrible. It's, it's, yeah. I, I guarantee you that you were in the majority of parents that had conversations with their children today. On that very topic, that was, and th that should not be the norm in this country. It shouldn't be the norm anywhere in the world, but it sure as hell should not be the norm in the United States of America. And we cannot allow that to become the norm. We cannot allow that to be something that this present generation of students and the next generation of students will have to endure. All right. We must, we are, we must, must, must figure out a way to prevent these senseless tragedies from happening. And again, I know it's not an easy answer and I don't have the answer, but I do know this, what we have been trying to do is not working. I think we can all agree on that. Whatever the problem is, however you wanna put it out on the board, it's not working. We must 
try something differently. We cannot allow these senseless tragedies, these mass shootings to continue. There has to be a way to diminish what has been going on in this country. We just have to. You're spot on, but what really pisses me off is that we we say at this point we're numb to it, right, Grant? You hear that right. all the time. They, it happens yes. so much. But then something yep. like this happens, and you have a week, two weeks of you know yep. attention, and this yep. can't happen again. And then it and goes away. It just goes yep. away. Yep. Yep. So you're right. It, you're 100 right. It, it's the norm, and you know I. I to be frank, our generation or, you know, even my son, his generation is going to deal with this. So this is a problem that needs to be fixed for the next generation. So we need to find that answer. And I'm sorry to get political, but, you know, I, I just yeah. I, I it, it, well, it, it is. It, it, well, you know what? You, you, you're speaking the truth is what you're doing. It's not about being political or not being political. The reality is that we elect officials to on top of everything else to protect us right isn't that one of their main responsibilities that's we you know is to protect us uh as citizens in this country so you know you can get political all you want because it is on their laps right now uh and you know you really there's really no i guess beating around the bush so to speak on that i mean it, it is it is in their laps right now for doing what they can do and i think you know we have to do what we can do as well but I don't think there's anything wrong with getting political because, I mean, all you got to do is go on social media for 30 minutes today and look at all of the banter going around. And the vast majority of it is political. That's the environment we're living in. It, it is. You're right. Um, you know, I, I'm an optimist. I try to make sure that I'm looking at the glass half full, but, you know, I, I'm just not seeing it. And I wish uh -uh, that I'm there, not either. I, you know what? I, I just and that's what bugs me personally is yeah. because I, yeah. I just don't see an answer. Grant, you could you could say we're going to do expanded background checks for people with firearms. Well, what if this gentleman never went to see a mental health specialist? What if he doesn't have a criminal history? Um, you know, I, I don't know what you right. do. Uh, you take away guns. Well, how many guns are in America right now? There, there's a ton. Yeah, you can't. It, yeah, it, what's yeah. the answer? It, there's not one. And I, I know. I just I, I want to see it stop. So I, I do. You know, I'll I'll hop off. But I appreciate you bringing attention to this. Um, you know, it's a really hard situation. And thank so, you. thanks, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Well, thank you for sharing the story with your son too. Um, I, I would imagine that was a conversation in most homes today before they sent their children to school or dropped them off. Um, I wonder how many parents didn't even send their kids to school today. I, I would bet you it was probably a record number and I can't blame them either. I can't blame them either. All right, let's get to uh, some more calls here on Listen App with Blair. Hello, Blair. How's it going, Grant? Can you hear me? Yes, Blair. Thank you for calling. Yeah, I just uh, I wanted to kind of maybe give my perspective uh, on on kind of the events of yesterday. I wanted to talk yesterday, but I was at work and couldn't. Um, uh, both both me and my wife are in law enforcement. Uh, we work for sheriff's department uh, down in Southern California, and um, 
I just wanted to, you know, agree with what you were saying is that, you know, anyone who brings forward, you know, we have, we have a serious issue and anyone who comes forward and says definitively that they have the answer is, is lying because there's not one thing that's going to fix a lot of this because it dissects a lot of things with laws, with mental health, with, with, with all of that. Um, but what I kind of wanted to do um, it was kind of twofold. I wanted to give kind of a PSA, something that um, I, in the last two years, have personally used that is a tool that's not only available to us in law enforcement, but it's available to anyone in the state of California. Um, back in 2014, I believe there was a, a mass shooting. I, I want to say it was in Santa Barbara, but. Uh, this precipitated a law. It's been on the books in California since 2014. Um, it, it introduced what are known as GVROs. Long, long, long form. It's called a gun violence restraining order. It's a civil order and this is available to anyone. So if you have a friend, a family member, a relative, a coworker, an employee, if you're a teacher, if, if you have a student, if they're making any type of threatening statements, social media posts, um, any type of just kind of odd or violent, aggressive behavior, things that you notice, you can actually go onto the court website, fill out paperwork, and it goes before a judge. Judge can issue an order. If any of those, if those people that you're, that you're doing this to own firearms or have immediate access to firearms, the judge can issue an order ordering the sheriff to go seize those weapons from that person. And then this involves even too, if, if people have suicidal thoughts, suicidal statements, and they have access to, to weapons as well, this works the same exact way. The judge can issue an order those firearms can be seized. So I, that's something that I think, I think there were two polls that were conducted reference this where they gave people the language in the law. And it was something like 95% of people in one, 88% of people in the other absolutely supported what that is. But the problem is 99% of the public does not even know these things exist. And so Yes. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah, you're the first first time I've heard of it. Yes, if you you go to uh, speakforsafety.org, it lays out all the information about what what meets the criteria for it. Even gives you links to the California Courts website on how to fill out the paperwork, what you need to do, and you know, is it going to prevent everything? No, it won't. But you know what? Hey, I mean, we're, we're in a situation now where, I mean, yep. my God, we got to do something. Oh, wow. I, if you don't mind me asking, because of your expertise and what you do for a living, mm-hmm. uh, we've seen reports in these last uh, uh, series of tragedies that the uh, shooters are wearing, you know, body armor. And in law enforcement mm-hmm. now, when you are trying to take down an individual with an assault weapon with a body of armor, what type of challenges does that present to someone like yourself if you're on a scene like that? I mean, it's just, it's hard for me. I've never had a gun in my hand. So you're speaking to someone that doesn't know anything about guns other than what they can do. But the point I'm trying to make is what, what kind of challenges does that present now to law enforcement? It's crazy. Oh, it's, it's, 
it's extremely challenging. Um, something like that, if, if, if someone's wearing, you know, tactical gear with, with body armor, I mean, you're, you're, you're looking at something where, I mean, you, you, you have to take that threat down as fast as you can. And sometimes that means, I mean, we practice it, uh, in, you know, if there's a barricaded suspect, if there's any kind of hostage situation, we, do certain tactical trainings and pretty much the only thing that's going to turn the lights off for that person is going to be a, a headshot. And that's extremely right. hard to do when one you're moving and two, you're under extreme amount of stress because, you know, contrary to popular belief in movies, you know, we can't shoot guns out of people's hands. You know, it, that, that just, if you know anything about guns right. or anything like that, it, it is a skill that you have to, like anything in sports, muscle memory and training, you, you have to do it a lot. And, and even when, you, you right. know, if you're running, if you, your, your heart rate's accelerated, your hand coordination and stuff, it, it kind of goes out the window. And, but, but yeah, you're, you're exactly correct. It, it creates a very difficult, very difficult situation. But with, with these things, I mean, how many stories are we reading about these mass shootings where you get, you know, maybe a day or two after you get the story, who's the shooter? And, you know, they go through and they hear a long list of people that they talk to, coworkers, fellow students, uh, friends or something, and they all have the same kind of comment like, yeah, we've started to see this behavior and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, again, these tools that are out there. I know California has it. I'm not sure. Um, and, and, and even a lot of right. law enforcement agencies haven't really come privy to it. I've only was introduced to this maybe two years ago and have used it a handful of times for, um, people. Uh, the last one I had was a road rage incident where, you know, someone cut the guy off and he decided to get out of his car and point a gun at someone. And, you know, that, to me, you know what, you, you exhibit that kind of behavior of that, that, you know, you, you don't deserve the right to own a gun. So. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. And I'm really happy that you brought this to my attention and those that are listening. Cause I've, I'm 62 years old. I've never heard of that before. So, you know, I learned something today and for that, I really appreciate it. I think the state, the state and a lot of agencies did not do a very good job of getting the word out because like you said, I mean, all these stories that we read, you hear these about, yeah, he, he we noticed he was saying some weird comments, posting things on social media and that you don't have to be in law enforcement or a mandated reporter. It can be anyone. Anyone can file this with the court and the court, it can get the courts involved. It has due process. If these people want to get their weapons back, they have to go through certain steps that the judge has to, whether it's a mental health evaluation, whether it's whatever, it, it can be anything that the judge decides. Sure. I mean, that it's a, a very, very valuable tool that we have. And um, so, yeah, it, it, you got to pass it along because, I mean, it, almost everyone I speak to about it, they've never even heard of it. Um, yeah, well, I haven't. Uh, so, hey, Blair, I really appreciate you calling the program today. Stay safe. And again, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. You're welcome, Grant. Take care. It's a really good call. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I, I was not aware of that. I, I guess you know, what I like about that is if we can all come up with suggestions and if we all can agree that what we have been doing in this country is not working and we can figure out any ways to minimize because we're never going to prevent mass shootings i mean that's just not being realistic i mean we just have to be realistic about this you know we're not going to all of a sudden even if politicians whatever you know as it comes to background checks or what have you we're not gonna we're not just gonna stop mass shootings in this country. And if you think we are, you're not, you're not being realistic because that's not reality. But reality is if we can minimize them, all right, if we can even stop one mass shooting, two mass shootings. And my point is, if we can minimize, then that's, then we're doing something. We're, we're, we're making a difference. Right now, this country, we're not making a difference. We're not. We're not making a difference when it comes to mass shootings in this country. And Steve Kerr was right, right what he said last night. He's tired of it. He's tired of the moments of silence. He's tired of, you know, all the things that go along with these tragedies. And what are we going to do about it? When are we going to start doing something about it? You know? I mean, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Again, if you want to get in on the program today, all you need to do is hit your hand icon and I will put you right on. All right. It's that simple. Hit your hand icon and we will continue this conversation. It's, it's uh, I think the one thing I'm starting to sense is the majority of people in this country want something done, okay? The vast majority of people in this country agree that what we have been doing, it's not working. And the vast majority of people do not want to see a repeat of yesterday. I would say almost everyone feels that way. But we can't just say, well, we're not going to do anything and things are going to change. No, it's not. You can't blame it on the pandemic. All right. You got to stop blaming it on just mental health and everything. We, we have to examine everything. We have to examine everything. And we also have to understand as we're going through the examination and finding ways to minimize these mass shootings, we're never going to eliminate them entirely. We're just not. We're not. We're not. And we have to, we have to accept that. 
that that's part of the world that we're living in today. Sad, that's the world we're living in today. All right, again, if you want to get in on the program before I say uh, so long, hit your hand icon uh, and we will do it on this open forum Wednesday. I will tell you that in my years of broadcasting, which span many decades, there are times when we have these discussions. And I remember after 9-11, when I was doing the show with Mike Lamb, and I remember doing the show out on remote off Sunrise Boulevard with firefighters that were on Sunrise Boulevard doing a boot drive. And it wasn't a car. There wasn't a car on Sunrise Boulevard that did not stop and contribute, contribute even if it was a nickel, to the boot drive of 9-11. And we, as a country, for the most part, were galvanized and we were together Yes, there's always exceptions about we were fed up, we came together as a country, we were sympathetic, we were compassionate, and we weren't just going to forget about it. And Ryan makes a great point. We, we can't forget about what happened yesterday after a week or after two weeks or after three weeks. We can't. We, we, we can never forget. We can never forget. Just like we've never forgotten about 9-11. You know, when you have a tragedy of the magnitude yesterday, when 19 children are gunned down in a classroom and a teacher, and there are others that are still wounded, and we can pray that they will survive, we, we, we just can't forget about it. Nor should we. Jerry, you're next. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Grant. How are you today? Hanging in there, Jerry. Uh, yeah, Grant. It's been, you know, the first, uh, the last couple of days, Grant, just been very uh, somber, just been very, very depressed. And I, I just, Grant, uh, my son uh, is is 18. He's about to graduate here in about another couple of weeks. And uh, uh, I just think about all those little babies, those little kids, Grant, that are not even going to have a chance. And the parents, the fathers and the mothers that say that say goodbye to their babies. I'll see you later on. And just, I mean, oh God, Grant, I can't even get the words out, Grant. It's just so, so sad. Not only that, you have to live with not knowing the terror and what that must have been like for your son or daughter that perished yesterday. So you lose your son or your daughter but you're wondering, gee, were they were they hiding under a desk for 30 seconds or so? And what was it? And 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 what you know? I mean, just the horrific nature of what being in that classroom must have been like. Um, I don't know how you go on with your life after that. I, if you're a mom or a dad or an aunt or an uncle or whatever, I don't know how you. I don't know how you can lose a child. The way. We lost those children and the school teacher yesterday, and just like I don't, you, you, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I don't know. I really don't know how you could even 
I don't know how you go on with your life after that. I, I really don't. And um, for the for the, for those that did survive, thankfully, yeah. How, what kind of lives are they going to have? I mean, how do you? I did read uh, something today from a survivor from the Columbine uh, uh, shooting who has now uh, has children uh, themselves. I couldn't remember if it was a male or a female. I couldn't remember that part. And they were just talking about the emotion of going through Columbine and dealing with yesterday. And I just thought, wow, you know, come in full circle. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And I, I pray that the, that, that those that are listening and our neighbors and people and that we don't even know in different cities and different States in this country, never have to find that out. You know, that we, no one should ever have to find that out. How do you go on with your life after a tragedy? These tragedies just, um, I'm, 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 at a, I'm not normally at a loss for words. I'm a broadcaster, you know, but I'm at a loss for words. I, I don't even know what to say anymore other than what we have been doing in this country is not working. And we all have to come together regardless of whether you're, you know, a Democrat or a Republican or whether you're white or black or whether you're rich or poor or whether you're Catholic or Jewish, it doesn't matter anymore. Okay. We have to come together as a country and figure out a way to minimize these mass shootings, period. Grant, well, uh, that was well, well said, Grant. And I think I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you, Um, Jerry. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. All right. Take care. All right, let's uh, move on. And it's uh, always great when I can hear the voice of uh, Anita, who uh, is nice enough to join us. And Anita, once you hit that mic icon, then you and I will be able to have uh, our conversation today. Hello, Anita. Thank you so much. And for those that don't know, Anita is a teacher. Uh, Anita, it's so nice for you to join us today. Hi, Grant. Um, nice to be able to talk with you. It's, uh, my schedule has changed a little, so I'm not always able to catch it, but I was able to catch it today. And just kind of listening to what everyone, you know, is saying, and you're right, I am a teacher. And, um, you know, the first thing I had to do when I got to work this morning is we had to have an assembly, um, gather all of our students in. And, um, you know, we, we prayed uh, for the families. We prayed for the children um, who survived this. We uh, allowed any of the students who had questions or were having any kind of feelings or emotions uh, you know, to be able to um, express themselves, ask questions and whatnot. Um, and, you know, unfortunately that, you know, we were able to do that. We're a small enough school that we could, you know, call an assembly immediately and, and have that time of prayer. But um, like many of... What age group do you teach? What age group do you teach, Anita? Um, I am, I'm the homeroom teacher for fifth and sixth grade. And I'm right next to our third and okay. fourth graders who are um, in the classroom, which is the age of... Of the kids, um, as you know, from yesterday, the majority, I believe, were third and fourth graders. Um, I do teach a couple of high school classes, but I'm, most of the time I'm with my fifth and sixth graders. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, um, as a teacher, you know, the, I have to think about constantly protecting these kids. I'm always watching out for any unusual characters that might come around. I mean, we know every parent, we know every grandparent, we know every sibling, aunties and uncles, so we know who is connected to each child. So whenever someone comes onto uh, the campus, usually they come through the office, uh, which is always locked. You can't get into the office unless you're buzzed in, um, you know, and so, um, you know, we are aware of who everyone is, but there's, 
you know, even our school, as much as we've done, we've done as much as we can to have it um, as safe as we possibly can for our kids. That's why all doors to the outside are always locked. Uh, no one can get in unless we, um, you know, we have a buzzer. They can identify themselves. We can see them and we can um, and then allow them to come in. And, and we did that some years ago um, as a result of um, the shootings. But these are things we've had to do ourselves. We've gotten, you know, there's no funding to fortify our school. There's no, no anything. And, and, it, and, and, and Grant, it's very similar to, you know, what we had to do with COVID. We had to fortify our schools long before there was any funding. You know, we had to go out and do that. And that's just inexcusable that, like you said, and like the caller said a few calls before about, uh, you said what Joe Klein had said about, you know, we, we did something after 9-11. Um, we figured right. it out. So, you, yep. you know, and, and, and it's what I always say, I said, you're going to tell me we can put a man on the moon. We can funnel all those resources to NASA to accomplish this monumental task, but we're not willing to do the yep. same thing to at least make it more difficult that something like this could happen. We may not be able to stop it, but if we can save one kid, Grant, then it's worth it. If we can save one life, yep. then it's worth billions of dollars. Yes, it is. And Anita, we can minimize this. Can we prevent it? Totally? Probably not. But we can certainly minimize it. And as you pointed out, the fact that you have to fortify your own schools without any funding is part of the problem right there. Schools should no longer be taking a backseat to the problems in this country. Schools need to be coming to the forefront. And this country needs to make a commitment that enough is enough. And here's the necessary funding for right now to do a better job of giving you as a teacher and schools around this country what they need to protect themselves. That's a start. That's a start. You as a teacher and your fellow teachers should not have to take it upon yourself to do that. That's wrong in my opinion. And it's one of those things I'm out on the playground and I'm watching my children, they're running, they're laughing, you know, they're having a good yeah. time with their friends. You know what I'm doing? I'm watching and I'm thinking wow. if there's an active shooter, where am I taking these kids? And they know, they know where to go. What's wow. the safest way to get them all inside? What I, I even so much as to think we have these huge garbage cans out, outside where, you know, they throw their trash. And I'm thinking, could I put one of those in front of me, push it out to get a kid who maybe is trapped or shot and drag that child? To, I'm thinking that deeply about this. Wow. That's amazing, Anita. And I, you know what? It's sad is what it is that you have to think about that when you're at work. But that's the life or excuse me, that's the society that we live in today. And I'm sure that Anita, I mean, my brother and his wife just retired from teachers uh, at a high school on Long Island in the last four years. And sadly, they told me the same thing that they had uh, they had, I guess, practice what they would do in those situations and you know how they would handle it and um always as you said looking over their shoulder and looking outside and always being aware of their surroundings and i just can't even imagine trying to teach your curriculum particularly for you with young children and 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 having to deal with those things at the same time but uh bless you anita for 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 doing your job above and beyond um i just i can't thank you enough for sharing those thoughts today. I really, I really can't. You're awesome. You know, I think you're awesome and I really appreciate it. 
I appreciate you having me on and, you know, and it's something I just feel for the, the teachers who had to go through that or any teacher yep. or, you know, any difficult situation that someone has to go through. But when there's things we could do to make things better and we don't, yep. I think that's where the frustration comes in is that we're not doing anything. So maybe we can't do everything, but we can do something. And that's what I want to see happen. Just take a step towards making it a little safer and then take another step and then take another step. But like I said, yep. we, everything was going on before Grant. We can't, um, this is hard, but we can't let it make us hard. We just have to keep fighting um, to get some kind of results. And as long as we're all breathing, I think we're all gonna keep fighting. And, and you're doing that with your show and giving everybody this platform. And so let's just, you know, let's keep our hearts light everyone and just continue to send good thoughts and love and the peace that passes all understanding to all those who have gone through this tragedy yesterday and any time in the past. And so thank you again. Bless you, Anita. Bless you. Thank you so much. You take care of yourself. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wow. That's what I love about doing this show. I just love that. All your calls today. All of your thoughts. Having a sheriff deputy call. Having Ryan talk about his conversation with his seven-year-old who's autistic. Having Anita, who works with young children as a teacher. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's all I can say. You know, I think I, I've had, had enough for the day. And I mean that in all due respect to everyone listening. Uh, this has been great. You know, I think we can exchange ideas. We can figure out a way to make our society better. Um, yeah. I'll take one more call today and we'll be with John. Hey, John, how are you today, John? Well, Grant, you know how I am, man. It's, it's a terrible I know. day. It's a terrible day to talk sports. And, you know, two days ago or whenever it was, we talked about death, which was terrible. And it's even worse today. You know what I mean? Yep. You've had some fantastic yep. I know what you mean. callers and maybe a first-time caller in the uh, – uh, the sheriffs. You work for the sheriffs in downtown. Yeah, Blair. 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 Yeah, Blair. I, yep. Yep. That was a great yep. call, just for to have a little yes, insight from him. And you know, I have a nephew who's a sheriff here in uh, Sacramento, and he was a Marine, and he's been about around death, and I've yet to to speak to him today about this, but I plan to. But in my own time, you know, and in his own time, it just death is terrible. And Grant, you're doing a fantastic job, and thank you for doing it. All right. 
Well, you know what, John? I'm, I'm, I have a, I have the ability to do it, and that's why I'm doing it. Um, you don't have to thank me, although I understand what you mean by that. I'm just doing it because I have the platform, and I think those of us that have the platform have a responsibility, and so that's why I'm doing it. But I do appreciate it, John. You know how much I hey, care Grant, for you. Grant, it's therapy. It's therapy for a yes. lot of us, and I've heard more, more people than just myself. And a couple of uh, people that uh, call more frequently say it's therapy. Just even listening to your yep. show after the fact, you know, that they can't do it live right now, which I always can't live. I try to make sure and get in and check on you. You know, I can't make everyone, but Grant, yep. you're on the freaking right page and death suck. Thank you, buddy. buddy. And I'll talk about Thank you, John. next time. Thank now, you, Grant. You take care. All right. You be well. You too. Do the same. Yep. Great call. Just love hearing from John. I love hearing from everybody. Um, thank you. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you. All right. And, you know, we're not going to just forget about this. We're, we're not. We're better than that. And enough is enough. Right. We should have said enough is enough years ago. But now I think that we are, you know, and, and I say this, if there's anything, you know, if we can if we can somehow some way as crazy as this sounds, turn yesterday into a true turning point in this country, then those that lost their lives yesterday will not have died in vain. Their lives will not be, we can use that as an impetus to change and remember them forever with change. I mean, isn't that the best way we can honor those that lost their lives yesterday and honor their families by all coming together and saying, we, 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 we're, 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 we're done. We're, we're, we're going to put our political differences aside. We're going to put our differences about guns aside. We're going to, we're, we're, we're going to do what's right. We're going to do what's right. We're going to do what's right. Right. We're not going to do what, you know, enables me to win the election in two years. I'm not going to do what enables me to have my power in my life. No, we're going to do what's best for this country. We're going to do what's right. And if it means that I don't have a job anymore or it means that I don't benefit, then so be it. That's the price I will have to pay. But we're going to do what's right. Because for too long, we haven't done what's right. And that needs to change. And let's hope that the way we feel today is the day we're going to feel, or the same way we're going to feel a month from now, a year from now, until we minimize these awful mass shootings at our schools and other areas as well. But for today, we're talking about the schools. It must stop. It must change. And we can make it happen all of us but we have to come together and we have to put our differences aside we have to put our beliefs aside because i think we all know one thing what happened yesterday is a tragedy beyond comprehension and it doesn't matter nothing else matters we all agree that was absolutely awful tragic horrible awful and we're not going to tolerate it anymore and we're going to do something to minimize these types of days we can do that and we should do that 
I'll talk to you tomorrow, three o'clock. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what? they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus